This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 25-22 overtime victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Their third Super Bowl win in five years. Their fourth appearance in five years. Patrick Mahomes gets his third Super Bowl MVP. Clearly a dynasty. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, you can watch us on ESPNU and listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. So we've had the celebration around Kansas City today, as you would expect us to have and as they have deserved. Damian Woody sat two seats over for me today. And that, by the way, those highlights from KNBR in San Fran, uh, the disappointing highlights. And he compared them to uh, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. Not bad comparison. Not bad company to be in. But is he wrong to put him in that conversation? Because I don't think he is. It feels wrong to ever put anyone in the conversation. But no, that didn't feel wrong when Damian Woody was explaining it. Basically saying that Pat Mah- Patrick Mahomes right now is in his Michael Jordan mode. Which he wasn't saying he's Michael Jordan. He was saying basically he's closed the door on anyone else even attempting to win. And, yeah. and that he's in the same room as Brady. But I think Smalls, you, you put it better than anybody today in terms of the status of Mahomes. Of goat in waiting. It's just perfect. He's right there in the wings. He still has a ways to go to reach the accomplishments that Tom Brady has. But the trajectory that he's on is just bonkers. It's absolutely insane. And I think all of us after last night are looking at everything that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs overcame this season and that it was no problem for them to win a back-to-back Super Bowl. I mean, we've, we've gone through it. Remove Tyreek Hill from the equation. No problem. Win a Super Bowl. High ankle sprain last year. No problem. Win a Super Bowl. This year, your receivers <laughs> can't hang on to the ball. You don't have a 1,000-yard rusher or a 1,000-yard receiver all se- regular season long. No problem. You got to go on the road. No problem. You're all an- pro left guard hurt. No, no problem. problem. You're an underdog. Jeez, I and, forgot about and that. Three Until of those right games. Uh, you know, the, the Bills, the Ravens, and the 49ers. No problem. And he is at his best, as you said, CC, when his best is required. And heading into overtime last night, they they gave this stat on the broadcast that Patrick Mahomes is eight and two in postseason games when trailing by seven or more points. <laughs> You're at a deficit. Hold on, say that no again. problem. Say that again. What's the stat again? Eight and two in postseason games when trailing by seven points. Or more points. It's his third Super Bowl <laughs> win when he's down 10 points in a game. No problem. And and Damian Woody... You almost talk- want to give him the lead. But he'll beat you that way, too. He'll, I know. He'll beat you any which way. And Damian talked about last night in overtime how it looked like Patrick Mahomes was in the Matrix. And this is why I think it's an apt comparison to Michael Jordan. Because, you know, watching oh. the last dance refreshed this in my mind for me, that he would will his team to a championship. If you gave him the ball, you knew that he was going to find a way to get it done. And I feel the exact same way about Patrick Mahomes. With the ball in his hands, whether it's a perfect throw or a dynamic run, he's going to find a way to do it. And he did it again last night. So part of this, though, not though, part of this, part of the story last night was we go to overtime and the coin toss happens and San Francisco wins the coin toss and they choose to take the ball. Now, in normal overtime rules, every single time somebody wins the coin toss in overtime, you take the ball. Why? Because if you score a touchdown... You win the game and the other team never gets the ball. (laughs) If you kick a field goal or don't score at all, the other team gets the ball. You still have a chance to win the game. Last night, the San Francisco 49ers, in new rules, new playoff rules for overtime, decide we're going to take the ball first. Now, why would that be abnormal? The reason that would be abnormal is because both teams, regardless of what happens, unless it's a defensive touchdown on the first drive, 
get the ball in playoff overtime. So if San Fran were to go down there and score a touchdown, Kansas City gets the ball and vice versa unless it's a defensive touchdown. Everybody's screaming and yelling, saying, San Francisco, why would you take the ball first? Because if Kansas City does or doesn't score or the type of score they would have, it would then influence the way in which you'd call your offense because you may know, hey, we only need three versus seven. CC has pointed out, if they score three and you need seven to win, you may say it's four down territory the entire way because we want to make sure that Mahomes never touches the ball again. Obviously, they go down, they kick a field goal, and then after that, San Francisco is playing defense, and Mahomes is Mahomes, and they score a touchdown and lose the game. Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the Niners, tried to explain, tried to explain his decision post-game. This is something we talked about. With None of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. But both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win and got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal. And If we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that. All right, they wanted the ball third, okay? So before we go crazy on this, there's another part of this which makes them look even worse. So Patrick Mahomes joined Chris Berman and Booger McFarlane last night on NFL Primetime on ESPN, and Mahomes commented on the Niners' decision to take the ball first in overtime. Yeah, we were going to kick if, yeah. if we got it. So, I mean, they, get, they let us know what, exactly. what we're going to do so we can go for it on that fourth down. Now, we talk about those situations all the time. I mean, we, we changed the rules, so, I mean, we can execute them on both ways. I don't All know right how they're going to change it this time. All right now. You know, <laughs> just not that you care. We had never seen this before in the NFL. Had you not had you needed another play, the quarter would have ended, and we would have kept playing a second overtime because it's your first possession. Bizarre, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, right? it, but it's funny. We, we joke <laughs> about it. We joke about it, but at the same time, uh, we talk about it like every week, especially in the playoffs. We have a guy come up and tell us all the different rules, so we weren't panicked. We were ready to go, and that speaks to the coaches. They keep us prepared. Okay, I got to be honest. I did not know every aspect of the rules watching last night. I don't play in the NFL. <laughs> I didn't know the, the, the first half, second half one. I'll be the first to admit that because I was wondering watching the game, why are they not rushing at the end? And I didn't realize it was a first half, second half situation. Mm-hmm. I don't play in the league. Smalls doesn't play in the league. You don't currently play in the league. Mm-mm. We're responsible for knowing conversationally. <laughs> but I don't know if San Francisco knew the rules. No, they didn't know the rules. Kyle Yushek, Kyle the all-pro fullback, said as much. He said he wasn't aware that, that there was a situation where the Chiefs would get the ball. He assumed because they took the ball after they won the coin toss that a touchdown would end the game. That's what he said. So think about it. He doesn't know the rules. And then Patrick Mahomes post-game talks about, yeah, we talk about this every single week, and we're prepared for it, and we go through these scenarios. That shows you the contrast between the players having situational awareness for the Kansas City Chiefs versus the lack of awareness on the 49ers side of things. Now, I I would want to give Kyle Shanahan the benefit of the doubt and said that he knew the rule, but I guess it does make sense that the Chiefs would be familiar with the rule because they played in a game that ended up being the impetus on changing the rule, which was that divisional round game a couple of years ago against the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, mean, it's a situation where you kind of understand – why it would actually not the Bills game, it was the 2018 game against Tom Brady, but you understand why they would be familiar with the rules. And so I guess there's no excuse for the 49ers not being acquainted with it, but there's no way that Kyle can justify not kicking the ball off 
and, and, and actually taking the ball when you win the coin toss. It's just patently absurd to think that you're playing for the third possession in overtime when only two possessions are guaranteed. And you can't justify your players not knowing the rules and your players not being prepared for every possible scenario in the Super Bowl. When I look at this game, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the, the greatness of the Chiefs is the top-line billing. But right underneath it is Kyle Shanahan, yet again, in a big moment, not being able to deliver. No doubt. And to me, that is such an indictment on you as a coach if post-game multiple players are saying that they didn't know the rules of overtime. You know, couple that with the fact that you're talking about the third possession and you make the wrong decision in overtime. But I just cannot understand how you wouldn't have your team fully briefed on every possible scenario that could happen, given that you have two full weeks to get ready for the game. Yeah, I mean, Eric Armstead learning the overtime rules from the Jumbotron in Allegiant Stadium while it cut away to a commercial break for TV. Like, that's when he – the defensive lineman for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Who was great said, yesterday. Who was phenomenal. Had a sack. I mean, he's putting pressures, getting TFL. He was great yesterday. He said he learned the overtime rules from the Jumbotron in real time as the game is going into overtime. You can't defend that. How do you defend that? You like, like that, that, You got two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. How do you not cover – Every single scenario that can possibly come up from a game management standpoint. And I think that is why it's fair to criticize Kyle Shanahan and why some of the shine, deservedly so, should come off of how we perceive him moving forward. So this is from a story in The Ringer. Multiple San Francisco players said after the game that they were not aware that the overtime rules are different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. And strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead said he learned the details of the possession, uh, the postseason rule when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout after regulation. So now that leads me to ask a question. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Fred Warner who called, we want the ball, right? He was yeah. on, okay. So if there's no discussions amongst the captain and the coach, and Fred Warner as the captain goes out there and makes the call, they must have assumed, well, of course we No, 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 no. I don't think we can make that leap now. I don't no, know. No, I'm that... asking. Is that is that possible? No, that's not that's not possible. So he had to he go He would have talked to Kyle before he went out to the coin toss. If he was the lone representative for the team, he would have talked to Kyle. What do you want before, to do? Yeah, and the coach will always tell you that. Like so, as a former captain, like you always talk to the coach before you go out to the coin toss. So that is not Fred Fred Warner unilaterally making a decision because he didn't know the rule. Right. So what I was asking was is it always assumed we want the ball in overtime because they su- assume the rules are the same way? It doesn't. It, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, well, you're saying it's assumed by who, though? Well, if the play, the player is always going to talk to the coach, right. and the coach is going to tell them exactly what we want to do. So that, that's like if if I go to the coach before overtime, hey, coach, we win the toss. What do we want? We lose the toss. Which end do we want to defend? What do so we even do? if it's obvious in the regular season, you, you, you still al- ask you the always question. ask Got the it. question. Okay, you always ask the question. So something seemingly went wrong because the idea of we want the third possession in overtime is not an answer. That just not because there's no guarantee of a third possession. It's absurd. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. That's the best you got, man. Like I could have settled for. Hey, my defense was tired. My guys were gassed. Yeah. It was a long game. I was trying to protect them. They were on the field a lot in the second half. I wanted to protect them. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in a situation where Mahomes and the Chiefs went right back down and scored. They had the momentum. Like, we wanted to interrupt that, give ourselves a chance to score. Like, any of those things make sense. 
to say that you're playing for the third possession when the third possession is not guaranteed is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And there's no defending that. So, like, Kyle Shanahan has to wear that one, and it's it's going to be hard to square that with the guys in the locker room, too, because of the fact that they didn't know, that they weren't made aware of it. And then you hear all of the Chiefs players come out and say, we absolutely knew what the rules were. We have people to come in there and talk to us about the rules. We have these conversations around game management every week. For, so, that, to, for that to be the contrast, the dichotomy, it's just – it's unacceptable if I'm a player in that 49ers locker room. So if you're Kyle Shanahan today, and I know we've got to break in a second here, basically you need to come out the next time you speak to the media and do something along the lines of, guys, listen, we're playing against arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. We, our defense was just on the field for a long drive against him. They need a break. No, no, no. There's nothing he can do to walk that back. It's over. He can't just say hey, that? He can't fix that. No, he can't fix it. He's already, he already said it. He can't fix it. He got to wear it. The only thing he can say is, I messed up, Mm -hmm. and I cost my team a chance to win a championship. That is the only thing that's acceptable from henceforth with Kyle Shanahan and talking about Super Bowl 58. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, former player and coach, will join us next. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy this is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Congrats to the Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. Again, back-to-back, three in five years, a dynasty. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are joined now by ESPN NFL analyst, former head coach in the NFL, Jets and the Chiefs, and of course, player as well, the great Herm Edwards, Coach, let's start with this. Super Bowl 58, more memorable for you, for Patrick Mahomes or Kyle Shanahan? Uh, well, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes because I, I I heard the conversation with Kyle Shanahan already with you guys. <laughs> and it's, um, tell you what, that's one that when you lose one of those deals, and I've lost one, the one I played in, uh, it never leaves you. And you, you hate to lose it in a fashion where maybe some decisions you could have made a little bit different uh, might have. The outcome might have been different, right? And uh, you guys have talked about it. Uh, you made some great points. Um, you, you hate to lead, You hate to lose this game, and they're talking about the decision that a coach made in overtime, right? Or maybe not knowing uh, the rules. I, I don't know about all that. I don't. You know, I, I can't say that. I, I don't know that. But but the decision that he made 
obviously was uh, one that uh, that maybe if he looks at it again, maybe would have made another decision. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Coach, and you're right. We can't speak to whether or not Kyle knew the rules, but the players certainly mm-hmm. didn't know the rules because they told us as much in the postgame. Is there any scenario where that's excusable when it comes to the responsibilities of the head coach, seeing as how you had two weeks to prepare for this matchup? No, and that's no. The players have to know. Uh, they they have to be versed on. It's a little bit different in the playoffs, the guys. And you know, here's here's just different scenarios, and you got to tell players that you always got to keep players informed. Uh, and uh, th- that's that's your duty as the head coach. So that's that's where that stands, Coach. Uh, no problems with the Chiefs being prepared. And Andy, Andy Reid had his team ready to go. Patrick Mahomes talked about the fact that they talk about overtime rules and game mm. management every single week. But Andy Reid gets yet another Super Bowl victory. Has he moved into the top five all time as far as head coaches are concerned? Well, obviously you'd have to say yes, right, with what he's achieved thus far in his career. Um, I, I, I think Andy will continue to coach. I think a lot of people say, well, he's going to leave after this. I, why would you leave? I mean, you got. I mean, what? Why? I mean, things are good. You got fifteen. Uh, you, you sleep well at night. You know, <laughs> especially in road games when you know I got fifteen on my side, and if we get the ball last, my odds of winning the game are really, really good. So, I think it's been it's been fun to watch in today's game um, because the quarterback is is viewed as he's the guy, and they got the guy. Look, I, I was in the era of Montana and uh, Terry Bradshaw. I actually played against both those guys. Um, and then Montana came to us when I was an assistant coach with Kansas City. I watched his greatness. Uh, and then Captain America, obviously, and that's who Patrick's chasing. He's chasing Captain America. Coach, how many quarterbacks in your lifetime would you say are definitively better than Mahomes? Oh, boy. I, you know, I, I'll let you guys do that. I, I, you know, the former player comes out of me all the time. And, um, I, you know, because sometimes as we get older, we forget. And, and we, we get into the present, and we don't look at the past. Uh, but I just think he's on the Mount Rushmore, uh, and he has an opportunity to go down as maybe one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. I've always said this, and I mean it. Um, I've only said one time in my lifetime who the best player is that ever played football, and I say it's Jim Brown. And I'll say that as long as I'm on this earth. And that's what I truly believe. It was Jim Brown. And other than that, there's a bunch of been a bunch of great players. You can rank them any way you want. I just like watching them. <laughs> well, coach, I, I'm sitting here looking at the early odds for next year, Uh-oh. and the 49ers <laughs> are the odds-on favorites, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs. But it feels like everybody else in the NFL is playing catch up. What what do these San Francisco 49ers need to do in order to get back to this place where they're at right now and have the potential to break through? Well, first of all. They lean. They got to beat the Chiefs eventually. They're zero and four, and uh, I think they're a team that has squandered some leads. They got to close the game out. You know, you you got to close the game out. This is a game where you go back. You know, beside the overtime, it should have never gotten to overtime. You know, I mean, this this game could have been been done with and and put the pressure on fifteen. Now maybe he throws a touchdown at the end there, and instead of tying it up, uh, but the kicker misses the kick. I'm sitting watching it, and when he missed the point after, I went, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a problem. And it and it ended up being a problem in the fact that you hold them down there in the red zone on three downs, and they are got six yards to go for a touchdown. They, If you're up four points, they got to actually go for it on fourth down, and they don't. They kick the ball, 
score the game, it becomes tied, and I go, guess what, boys? This ain't going to turn out real good, right? And then it gets into overtime, and we saw what happened. Coach, we talk a lot about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and yes. give them a lot of credit for this dynasty, but how much credit goes to Steve Spagnuolo and the way that he manages this defense? They were marvelous this year, and this defense has been building. Remember last year, they were struggling some, and everybody was worried about they got all these young guys playing. They weren't They weren't very – you know, they were okay. And this year they came into their own, uh, and Spag called a great game. 44% of the time he brought pressure uh, to Purdy, and, and I thought Purdy played well. Um, you know, in his first Super Bowl, he's playing against the GOAT, you know, one of the greatest of all times, and Patrick Mahomes. So I, I thought he held his own. But, uh, you know, the turnovers hurt him a little bit there, um, the big fumble. Uh, and, and I think Chris knows this. Um, I, I think, you know, the anxiety of the game is one thing, but being off two weeks, ball carriers, not getting tackled and getting hit, that's why you saw the ball on the ground early in this game by both teams. And that's just not being tackled for two weeks, right? I mean, so all of a sudden it's live football, and guess what? Uh, you're, I'm getting hit all of a sudden, and I haven't felt this in a while. So I, I thought it was a little sloppy early. But um, you got to give Kansas City credit. I mean, they made the plays that were needed to, to, to be made to win this game. Coach, in the first half we saw a blow-up on the sideline yeah. between Travis Kelsey and Andy <laughs> Reid. This happened after Isaiah Pacheco fumble, and presumably Travis was upset but Noah Gray was the lead blocker in the game in that situation, didn't throw much of a block, and that led to a guy essentially stripping the ball away from the running back. I, I just I want to get your take on that situation and, and how that can potentially impact a team uh, throughout the course of a game. Well, it can if you don't handle it right. And I think Andy handled, it, Andy handled it perfectly in the fact that Kelsey was upset. We knew he was upset. And I think Kelsey at the end probably feels bad about doing that. He's on national television. He's getting a lot of exposure all of a sudden. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's obviously um, <laughs> one of the best tight ends. And uh, then he's dating this uh, young lady that uh, is very famous as well. So the cameras go on him. And it was just, it was, uh, you know, it was unfortunate for, for, for him to get emotional like that. And play, look, Chris. Hey, look, I, I seen you on some sidelines too now. And we all been there now, you know. And, 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 and as a coach, I think how you handle that confrontation is very important. I thought Anley handled it well. He handled it very well. He almost knocked Andy down, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it was, they, they smashed it, you know, and it, it is done. They won. Uh, it's just part of the emotion of a game, especially a game of this magnitude. Coach, thank you so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Appreciate you all. Thank there he you. is, Herm Edwards, joining us here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Coming up, we've got all the... Small things. But first, CeCe has this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, like Steve Spagnola, my former defense coordinator, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. 
Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Time for all the small things here on Unsportsmanlike alongside Super Bowl champion Chris Canty and Evan Cohen. I am Michelle Smallman. We're going to run through some of the fun aspects of Super Bowl Sunday, guys. Are you ready? I'm ready. First things first. Usher killed the halftime show. Thank you. He Thank killed you. it. Thank Who are you, you fighting against? I put out on Twitter last night, Adam Smallman, best halftime show in years, fire emoji. And the overwhelming response to that tweet was, you're nuts. It was awful, which I cannot understand. My man was giving it his all. Usher was sweating from head to toe. He was dancing. He was singing. He was roller skating. Alicia Keys was there. You had Ludacris. You had Lil Jon. All the hits were there. He did a compilation of his ballads that was ridiculous. I just don't understand how people could not like this halftime show. I don't get it either. My man was dancing and singing on roller skates. Roller skates. What more do you want? I don't know what more people are looking for. Like, this ain't a Shakira moment where he's relying on the background music to do the singing. He's actually the one doing the singing out there. And he wasn't flat like Alicia Keys was on her first note. He actually did the damn thing. But she was good the rest of it, though. uh, She was good. Well, she was better than her outfit. I'll say that. The singing performance was better than the outfit. I did like the cape. The the, the cape cape was cool, but I'm just like, (laughs) come on, Alicia Keys. Have some awareness. Like, you know, listen, all the spanks in the world ain't going to help you with that outfit. That that wasn't it. We all about body positivity, but there's a mirror in the dressing room. You should have known better than that. I digress. Usher was absolutely phenomenal, dominated the halftime show. I got it as a top five halftime show of all time. I thought it was absolutely a phenomenal show. And I, it, you had the full range, the full appreciation for the vastness of his catalog. Like, Usher's got a lot of hits, a lot of bangers, and a lot of features. And to have those guests be a part of the halftime show, too, I thought it was a nice touch. Evan, what did you think? I thought it was good. very Good to very good. It wasn't like the greatest I've ever seen. I was just a little confused because he was singing, then wasn't singing, and then my, some of my favorite Usher songs he didn't play. So that was kind of throwing me off a little bit. Like, I don't think he played You Remind Me, did he? Oh, yes, he did. He did? Yeah, he did. 
Did, oh, did he? I don't know. I, I was confused. I, I don't you think got he did. I don't think I he did. I thought he had like the tra- as a part of a transition. Like yeah. He, there are a lot of songs that he used as a part of a transition. Yes. Like he had Burn in there, but oh, he didn't do the so whole good. thing. It was a part of a transition. That's the I other, wrote it down. Like he, did, like he tried to hit as many songs as he could yeah. like as a part of transitions to other songs. But I feel like there were a couple of times he missed the best parts of those songs. But he only he tra- has so much time. I know. Exactly. I know. We got to yeah. leave Runway he bought, for Ludacris. He bought, he bought her out there too, which oh, I thought. Her, was great. How did I her forget was her? Out she there. Was like, killed it, it on the guitar. It was great. But you know who else was there? Yeah. Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine Dupri was there, guys. And he there's been there. a lot of speculation on JD's outfit here. What did we think? To describe it to those who can't join us on the television side, I'll go from bottom to top here. He had on black loafers, ruffly pilgrim socks. Long black shorts that look like basketball shorts from back in the day, and a black jacket with a white lapel. What did we think of Jermaine Dupri's outfit? I mean, you're pointing to me because you want me to say what I said. Uh, I okay, did, so yeah, here, pretty good. You weren't the only one that I'm going to be Take honest. Take the group chat to the National Airwaves. Let's go. When I first saw him, <laughs> I thought, based on the outfit, it was CeeLo. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about You thought it was CeeLo Green from Goody Mob. It's a CeeLo Green fit. Goody Mob, Narles Barkley, The Voice, wherever you want to know him from. Yes, because that outfit looked like him. And he's bald, right? Like him. Like, to me, I, <laughs> I'm used to Jermaine Dupri in the Ferrari and Jaguar switching four lanes with a top down screaming out money and a thing. That guy is not is the same guy, but dresses differently. We all evolve, we grow, whatever it is, to each his or her own. That's fine. I'm just saying, I thought that was someone else upon arrival. I'm just hoping that he grows past this phase where he's wearing outfits like that, because that doesn't necessarily suit Jermaine Dupree. Like, at least the Jermaine. Do you Dupree agree with me? That we know. Did it feel a little CeeLo-ish? Yeah, it looked like CeeLo. Yeah. It looked okay. like CeeLo. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the glasses. Yeah. It looked like CeeLo. I yeah. love Jermaine Dupree. I'm glad he was included. The socks could have stayed home. Yeah, Those I don't know. It's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a kindergartner. You wearing white socks with penny loafers? What, what are we doing? Is <laughs> the Mary Jane's all like, what, what are we doing, bro? You know what? It's I very thought, like, who, who, who told you that that was the move, though? Who told you this is the look? Yeah, meanwhile, you know Usher. What he said? I'm going to kill him with. No, that's the thing. He's laying out the office. Man, I'm going to kill him with this one. These white socks with these penny loafers. Going with my CeeLo. Man, come on, bro. Usher is in bespoke off white. And do you think he saw us? Uh, Jermaine Dupree. I almost said CeeLo. You think he saw Jermaine Dupree backstage and was like, hmm. Hmm. I'm just saying. You know who I thought was underrated last night? Lil John. I thought Lil John great. did a he very good job. He was great. I thought he did. But I'm saying, I don't think a lot of people are, are talking about Lil John. I think he did a great job He last did. Night, he did. When he came out, I felt like I was in the club in college. I it did. was amazing. Okay, moving on. Halftime show. Check. Best commercials. Do we all have the same one? The, it, Christopher Walken, it, BMW commercial with that's Usher? That's not where no, I was going. It's, if, it's, come on. It's, it's Dunkin', Dunkin, Dunkin Donuts, Donuts it's one. So good. Uh, with Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom uh, Brady, J-Lo, and Fat Jack Joe, Harlow. and Jack Harlow. It was phenomenal. Dunkings? I've watched it like three times there's a good chance i'd buy the outfit yeah okay will you wear it to set if you buy it it's a little bit too much free publicity but i'll consider it i'll get i'll i need permission on that one but That's you a, really want to be a part of the Dunkings. Oh, my God, my dream in life. Somebody Photoshop me in there, please. <laughs> get me into the Dunkin'. That's my crew. That is my Brady and Affleck and Damon. I mean, Fat Joe. Oh, Fat Terror Joe's Squad in yeah. back in the day. R.I.P. Big Pun. Yeah. J-Lo with the line at the end. Tom, you could stay. Oh. oh that was tremendous. That was better than the game. When she Screw says that game. to Ben, we talked about this. <laughs> 
That was a good it one. It was good. That it was, was a good one. It that was, was one. laden with stars. They committed. It was funny. It yeah. had it had music. I just thought it was the perfect commercial. So good. So, so good. you liked Christopher Walken and Usher better. I did. Okay. I did. I did. The whole walk-in thing with the reservation for lunch, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was cool. Okay. So those are our favorites. Yeah. Um, shout out to Taylor Swift, who mm-hmm. has anyone been on more of a heater than Taylor Swift? She had a global tour that infused billions of dollars into our economy. She was the time person of the year. She won another Grammy, announced her next album. I, I mean, what else hasn't she done? She, oh, by the way, she had a film about her tour that is about to be released through Disney. I mean, she is on a tear, and now her man just won a Super Bowl, and she was there on the field to celebrate Shout with him. Outstanding. With all her famous friends. Outstanding. Taylor Swift is on quite the heater. Shout out to Taylor. I'm She's rocking her gear today. But some people didn't enjoy one part of her being at the Super Bowl yesterday. She was caught on the Jumbotron chugging a beer. And some people were booing her because they didn't think that she did a great job chugging the beer. But I thought it was awesome that she wanted to play along like that. What did you guys think about uh, Taylor chugging I beer? missed her chugging the beer. How did she do? I'm sitting there looking at it. There her. wasn't a ton in the cup. Yeah. But she still who, played Who are we ball. comparing her to? Like David Bakhtiari or Aaron Rodgers? Because it seemed like she beat Aaron Rodgers but lost to David Bakhtiari with the famous beer chugging at a Bucks game. I mean, well, like beating Aaron Rodgers chugging beer is a low bar to clear, right? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, I, I like, like she's a person that's having fun watching her significant other do their job. Yeah. But do you think Jason Kelsey was in the suite? Like, what the hell? She's chugging beers and is celebrated. And now I'm in the overalls in the back and I'm, I'm not really supposed to do that anymore. Well, Jason Kelsey also did the reenactment of um, The Hangover, right? So good. The, the Showed Zach up as Galvin, Alan. That was great. Yeah, that was so great. Good. great. Yeah. Did right. not have it on the board that Ice Spice was going to be in the suite next to did Taylor not Swift. Did, not ex- did not expect did that Did not expect Ice Spice to be there. Yeah. What was it? Blake Lively, Lana Del Rey, Taylor, Ice Spice, Jason yeah, Kelsey. Like, which one does not belong? <laughs> <laughs> Quite, the Spice. Quite the crew. Quite the crew. Oh, my gosh. Okay, last thing I have for you guys. So uh, one of the broadcasters in the game last night, pre and post game, J.J. Watt. He was there. Yeah. yeah. He had a new hairdo that made quite the rounds on social media. It was a little spiky, the hairdo. It was a little middle school. It was a little boy bandish. He had some fun with it, and he tweeted about the fact that everybody was commenting on his hair. He said, do you ever switch up your hair and wonder if anyone will notice? They notice. What do we think about J.J. Watt's new hairdo? I mean, as somebody that loves the boy band stuff, I love it. I'm into it. Good. Go all boy bands. No, it's a swing and a miss. <laughs> swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. That was that was about as off as the tie that Nate Burleson wore last night. It was just it wasn't great. Wasn't great. Wasn't a great job. I all thought right. it was a risk for the Super Bowl. To me, you go you classic. You, you, you go classic. You go you go conservative. Like it just I don't know. Like it just it, it was all over the place. It was distracting away from what he was actually saying. And here's the thing. J.J. Watt is, came a long ways. Like, he made some really cogent points last night at the halftime show. And it's just like you can't focus on anything that he's saying because of how crazy his hair was. Just putting that out there. Mm. So that's it. That's the list. So you were that's distracted all the small things. As my accountability partner, <laughs> a- any omissions, anything you'd like to change? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We. How, how do you not bring up Beyonce? How do you not bring up Beyonce? How do you not bring up Beyonce? The commercial leading to new music? How do you not bring up Beyonce? Fair, fair. But I thought maybe we would give Taylor her moment because her man Taylor deserves her moment, but Beyonce looks like she's about to drop a whole album of country music. I can't wait.
Beyonce, like, she had the house music with Renaissance, and now she's about to drop a country music album? She is from Texas. Wow. Coming up. And we using, using a Verizon commercial to do it? Ugh. Wow, Beyonce. Beyonce AI? Brilliant. <laughs> wow. She probably didn't get paid at all for that. We're on Sportsman Like <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. So much conversation going into Super Bowl 58, won by the Kansas City Chiefs 25-22 in overtime, about Brock Purdy. Dare I say, and it's a Vegas term now, push? The Brock Purdy lovers don't really have a leg to stand on. The Brock Purdy haters don't really have a leg to stand on. I think it's a push. No, I don't agree with that. But I'll say this. um, I don't know how Tim Hasselbeck can make the statement there's no question in his mind whether or not Brock Purdy can win a Super Bowl. There's obviously a question. He he, he hadn't done it. And he had a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl, and they they lost. Mm Mm-hmm. So there is a question. It's on the board whether or not he can win a Super Bowl. Like, there were two critical third-down situations at the end of the fourth quarter and in overtime where if you actually convert in those situations, the game is over. The game is over. And you didn't close the door, and you know when you're playing against number 15 and Andy Reid that you absolutely have to kill him when you have opportunities to do so. You didn't come through. And to take it a step further – you could have closed the door a lot earlier than the end of regulation or in overtime. You could have closed the door coming out in the second half when your defense gets an interception off of Pat Mahomes. You got the ball in plus territory up seven points with a chance to extend your lead. And you go three and out. And it was three straight Brock Purdy incompletions. 
And that was the beginning of three straight three and outs in which eight of the nine plays called by Kyle Shanahan were passing plays. So there was an opportunity for Brock Purdy to put his imprint on the game and to put the 49ers on the winning side. If he plays good, if he plays great, we're talking about a different outcome. But he didn't play good. He didn't play great. He was fine. Mm -hmm. Not saying he was bad, but he wasn't good or great. And you know facing it off against Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback has to be good to great in order to get that win. And we got proof of concept because we've seen it in the postseason with Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Last year, going back to last year, leaving the Super Bowl, I felt very firm in my stance that Jalen Hurts could win you a Super Bowl. Even though he didn't get it done, he played so well in the Super Bowl that you would feel like he could get it done. He's the best player on the field right? in the Super Bowl. I don't feel the same way about, about Brock Purdy. I don't have near the same level of confidence. I think a lot of people still have a lot of questions about him and his ability to get it done. He certainly wasn't the reason why the 49ers lost the game, but he didn't leave you with shock and awe based on his play. Can I ask you a question? Sure. It, it, and I know we're living in a hypothetical world, but if the 49ers did win that game, say that Kansas City Chiefs didn't get that field goal in the fourth quarter, say they, they missed the field goal, are we sure Brock Purdy would have been Super Bowl MVP? Or was that going to go to Juwan Jennings? I think it could be either one. Yeah. I think it could be either one because I think we then in that spot look at the fact that he led five scoring drives. He Every single time that they were down, he either tied or took a lead, right? So I think that – and he would have led a game-winning scoring drive, right, at that point, technically, before then. So I think that, yeah, he probably gets the MVP because he's the quarterback. Juwan Jennings throwing up a touchdown and catching a touchdown obviously was remarkable for San Francisco. Had yeah, he would have accounted for 14 of the 19 points that the team Hell of scored. a game. Hell of I, a I was just if he would have. <laughs> How mad do you think he is this morning? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying he would have counted for 14 to 19 points. He's probably yeah. ends up being a Super Bowl MVP. Probably. I mean, yeah. I, I think that it. Listen, it all. It but my all, point is the fact okay. that it's on the board is, is why I, I just don't know that it's definitive that you could say Brock Purdy is a guy that can win a championship. Like I just I don't know where it is, but the line between championship quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo and where exactly Brock Purdy falls in that spectrum. But because we have seen Kyle in this spot with a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl with a quarterback uh, th- that is, you know, in Jimmy Garoppolo that we now know not to be the best of quarterbacks, I-, I just I don't know how good Brock Purdy actually is or how good he's going to be. The only thing that would, I guess, leave me open to him potentially being a Super Bowl-winning quarterback at some point is the fact that this is his second season and his first full year as the starter. He's going to get better if he continues to play more football. So there is a chance for him to evolve into that. But, I, again, I just – to say that it's it's unquestioned that he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, I just don't – I think that's a bridge too far. He was 10 of 15, 123 yards in the first half. I think he went toe-to-toe with Mahomes in the first half. The second half, three straight three and outs obviously hurt. They went away from the run for whatever reason. They did not adjust to Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, blitzing and going after him on third down specifically by using any kind of extra uh, blocker, specifically Kyle Juszczyk in the backfield with him. So I don't think he was helped. I think that when you don't have a guy like Mahomes or Brady or even Burrow as your starting quarterback in those moments – do things to help that guy, and I don't think Kyle Shanahan helped him. I think that he is a guy that has been an A-level quarterback since he's been in this league. He's not A-plus yet, and I think to get him to A-plus, you got to help him, and I don't think Kyle Shanahan put him in great spots last night. I really don't. Yeah, but I mean, good players have to sometimes overcome the coaches not necessarily dialing up the best X's and O's. Like, that has to happen. Like, it just can't be, I only have success within the structure of the offense, and yesterday... 
you saw even when Brock Purdy wanted to take off and use his legs, the Kansas City Chiefs and Spags had a spy on him. It was Willie Gay, and they used him as a spy so Purdy couldn't break out there and get those runs for first downs. He used Justin Reed as a spy on one occasion as well. So, I mean, at some point, Brock is going to have to overcome those. And I'm not saying that it has to be now because it's, again, just his first full season as the starter. But at some point, if he's going to be a championship-winning quarterback, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to be able to do that on a consistent basis. I know you have a bigger body of work on Kyle Shanahan, but is it fair to say that you feel like Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy can get you to a Super Bowl, but you don't know if either one can win you one? Yeah, I think that's fair. But I also think, like, if you look at what Brock Purdy has done, he... the reason I think it's an enigma in terms of the debate, I think he's somewhere between, and I don't like the term game manager because I think it's a compliment. Most people think it's an insult. He's somewhere between the game manager and game changer that Cam Newton talks about. He's somewhere in the middle of that. I think, who was it who said it? Maybe James Brown said it last night, a game executive. He's above a manager's <laughs> level, right? But he's, he's so he's an executive. In he's essence. in a C-suite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a game, I think, right? Wasn't it JB that said that last night? Yeah, I just don't understand, I, I why, just don't understand why we're twisting ourselves in the pretzels trying to figure out exactly what Brock Purdy is. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't get that. Like, I... I mean, saying he's a game manager is is appropriate. It's not out of pocket. I don't think he's on the level of a, a Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, or Patrick Mahomes. Like, if you're not one of those guys, then you are, in effect, a game manager. You can win a Super Bowl with a game manager, but I don't think he's a game changer. I, I don't. Well, I think the difference – so let's just – let's put Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in the same conversation for this purpose. Lamar Jackson is way more accomplished in his career, obviously, than sure. Josh Allen is. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen theoretically can win you a game. They could also lose you a game, right? I mean, it's possible. A turnover is not playing up to par, whatever it may be. Brock Purdy right now is not going to lose the game, and he's not, in this game he's not going to necessarily win the game. So he's going to give you a chance to win it every single time out. So is Mahomes. I mean, sorry. So is Allen, and so is, is Lamar. You just have to see what happens as the game progresses. I think what, what Kyle Shanahan seemingly wanted to do was put him in a position to try to win it for them, and I don't think they needed to do that until the end. CMC didn't run the He ran the ball 22 times. I get the fact that he was beat up and everything like that, but there were times where you could have given him the ball more, and they didn't do that. Or even, all right, put Elijah Mitchell in there. Give me something, Kyle Yushche. Do something a little different. The one time he did something different, they scored a touchdown on the, on the, on the double pass. Right, give me something a little bit different. If you feel like you're going three straight three and outs, and the offense is getting a little bit stale because of how good the defense is. But I guess my up. whole point with Brock Purdy is, I need somebody that's going to make you right all the time. That's a game changer. Mm. He's going to make the coach right every time, no matter what the play call is, no matter what the defense is. He's going to make the coach right because of what he's able to do. That ain't where Brock is right now. You said it yourself. From a protection standpoint, they needed to do more in terms of final answers yeah. against Spags' defense. When you have a game changer. The head coach don't always have to do that. The quarterback can figure it out because he's so talented, because his football acumen is such is at such a high level. But I guess the point and why we need to have the Brock Purdy conversation is Brock Purdy after next season becomes a lot more expensive. So now the talent that you have around him is going to change. And can your team have that same sustained level of success knowing that there are lesser pieces around because you're paying Brock so much? We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.